The following program is intended for mature audiences. This ain't Lon Chaney Jr. Triple X edition. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by producer Todd. Todd, how goes your evening? <sighs> it was all right. I make everything better. I brighten everything. So, you know. Yeah, but I say evening. It's actually a little earlier than normal right now, isn't it? Um... So, yes, it's evening. <laughs> it's evening, I guess. Well, it's evening for me, not so much for you, but but uh, yes, another flesh wound after dark. Uh, once again, thank you so much for the all of the uh listens on our, our previous recent episodes. It's it's warms my heart to know that there are other people out here, obviously, that love the erotic thriller genre, and uh, but but none. Oh, uh, love them harder than 12 year old Dan. No, yes. <laughs> I mean, these were sort of like those holy grail movies. Like, you get a hold of one, whether it was previewed or somehow, some way, you were able to rent one or watch one on HBO or Cinemax back in the day. It was like, you know, this you know, was before the hub, you know. I don't think I ever watched one on Cinemax. I know they're like Cinemax movies, people, but I like because I always just rented them right when they came out. Yeah, actually, at least some of the ones we've done so far, maybe more HBO. Uh, it's hard to remember. Sometimes your mind gets... So I didn't even mean that. I mean, I, I just remember renting them all. I don't remember watching these on cable at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I know no. they were there, but I don't want to watch Night Eyes 2 on ra- uh, Rated R when I could watch it rated on VHS. True, true. Unrated. The era where you always had to look, uh, which we'll get into some of those, too, because there's a lot to cover and uh, we're getting into some fred olin ray stuff a name that you'll see a lot of not just erotic thrillers of course he did a lot of softcore but uh, once again i mean tonight we're going to be talking about the inner sanctum movies and if you're unfamiliar the first inner sanctum was a very big deal in this erotic thriller uh, subgenre because that film at one point outrented backdraft according to fred olin ray that is how popular that was in 1991 also predating uh, basic instinct there i mean you know you have obviously fatal attraction and basic instinct is the huge hollywood hits the huge erotic thriller hits and there were others but you know those those were a massive deal and, and part of the reason why you had so many a-list stars in these movies and yeah, Inner Sanctum was a huge hit. It may be forgotten by a lot of fans today because when we were talking earlier uh, before the show, that this these movies, some of them never were on at least U.S. DVD. Uh, very few of the erotic thrillers, you know, they weren't, you know, obviously playing on the big screen. Very few on Blu-ray. 
I mean, it's a subgenre that's very overlooked on Blu-ray. And, uh, of course, I'm very happy to see these Skin Max DVDs coming from MVD. And I hope they sell well. I really do. Uh, I'm not greedy. It doesn't have to be a Blu-ray. I'll gladly buy some of these on DVD. But people just forget. And it, it, this is that period where, you know, Night Eyes as well, which we will be covering. Uh, stay tuned. That was a huge hit. That made millions of dollars. And it cost less than a million to make. But that made a fortune for Columbia Pictures Home Video. So this was this was this peak period right now that we're covering where these movies were were doing gangbusters in terms of business. And that obviously did change, but we still got many of these into the 90s, especially. Uh, so with that being said, we'll get right into it tonight with our first film from director Fred Olin Ray, 1991's Inner Sanctum. And in this, a woman attempts suicide when she suspects her husband doesn't love her and is having an affair. Now she's wheelchair-bound, and her husband, who indeed doesn't love her and is having an affair, hires a private nurse to look after his wife. The nurse begins to suspect that she was hired because of unproven allegations that she murdered someone's wife in a similar situation. All right, so... Uh, so... I've always loved these films. It, it was a blast revisiting them. Like I said, this is kind of like that peak era where, you know, money in comparison to what came later was still being spent on these uh, A-list stars. And in this one, uh, it, it's pretty amusing because <laughs> we start off Jen, the wife, uh, Spends a lot of time being lady cucked at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> in dream sequences where uh, her her cheating husband is like banging uh, different women. This is, if you followed our other shows, an era where these are a little bit more plot line heavy, which is a good thing. Uh, I know a lot of people... Our most successful show so far is the body chemistry films. And they were a little lighter on the bump and grind. Uh, these have a bit more than the first couple body chemistries for sure, but still kind of follows that plot-centric erotic thriller uh, feel. And so in this one, we have Tanya Roberts as Lynn Foster, the nurse. Who apparently was very, very difficult. <laughs> I was going to see. This was coming up. <laughs> Fred Olin Ray said that she had a lot of stuff changed to, in her head, suit her character. So there's a lot of things in the movie that, that don't fully make sense with her character. Even towards the end, it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, where, what was the motivation here exactly? Uh, you have Joseph Bottoms as Baxter Reed. Plays a pretty good asshole. Uh, he, he's not, not too terribly concerned about his wife, although she's kind of a pain in the ass too, in fairness. I mean, I'm not like pro Baxter Reed in this one, but like, you know, she was, she kind of sound a little bit, maybe, <laughs> uh, but even, even being a mess, I still have a lot of fun with this. Um, 
like I said, Joseph Bottoms plays a pretty good asshole at one point. He's like, I ought to make you crawl. And <laughs> he had some pretty nasty uh, lines in this. We get Margot Hemingway as Anna Rollins, his um, uh, secretary, basically, I guess you would call her, that is in love with him, but also disgusted by him, depending on the time. I mean, she doesn't mind getting bent over by him in the in the office, I guess. But um, the, the interesting thing about these movies, too, is there are horror elements, actually a lot when we get into the sequel. Um, there's some of these dream sequences get a little a little creepy. At one point, she dreams that her mouth is sealed shut, you know, with just skin and uh, the the husband cuts her wrists and her throat. So there is like some nasty violence in here. So if you're a Fred Olin Ray fan, maybe not a big softcore fan, there is something for you that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily get in some of his, his later retro media era softcore where it really was just bump and grind. Um, Wait, are you telling me there was no plot in about busty housewives versus zombies? Little bit of plot, maybe like ten minutes, and then like eighty of eighty of it. Did I botch the name of that one too, or did I get it right? Close. close. Okay, <laughs> we'll go through all those at some point. Um, so this, all of these movies always seem to have a voyeur theme. Uh, that's another thing. Like you, you have this mysterious neighbor that's caught filming them. There's a, a music number at one point. Uh, this this one's pretty wild stuff uh and you know it is a whodunit too so it's a lot more interesting than your standard film later where it, it really does you know the plot takes a back uh back seat to to other things um so if you're a fan of tanya roberts some very very steamy scenes with her here. We also get William Butler for you full moon fans. And well, of course, many other things Friday, the 13th, seven and uh, Texas chainsaw massacre three TCM three. I figured you'd bring that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Susan Ager, who very familiar face. Uh, this one's not, you know, well, Tanya Roberts, you know, still star studded. Um, and as we get into the sequel, again, even more so, because this this did exceptionally well. Uh, probably, I believe, I've heard throughout the years, though, I mean, Fred Olin Ray did not have fun on either movie, because yeah. there is a Tanya Roberts in the sequel uh, as well. Uh, but I just had, I just had an absolute blast with this. The, the detective and his partner uh were amusing too um and uh <clears throat> there's a very lively action packed finale uh with it, it this movie never never feels like oh man I'm looking at my watch which there are a lot of erotic thrillers i think these are easily recommendable to somebody that are dipping their feet for the first time uh, you know, you get you get just enough of the erotic content, but you've also got all sorts of other things 
going on people being shoved out windows uh you know it kind of goes slasher towards the end too it's a little bit of all just b movie it's just got that feel i mean like so if you're a fan of like just b movies like just forget it's an erotic thriller Mm -hmm. throw it on and i think you'll have a good time 90 yeah 90s movies in general because i i've always said fred olin ray uh, of course jim winorski they really more often than not i'm not going to say everything's gold i am a big fred olin ray mark but he knew how to make an entertaining movie more often than not with very few exceptions i'm not bored during a fred olin ray movie he always delivers the fun and this is certainly, I think, among his better films, for sure. Uh, and this is, again, that era where he was working with a lot more money, certainly, than he had not too long after this. Uh, early 90s to even just mid-90s in general, the video market just changed dramas- dramatically. Um, and yeah, I really dug it. Where is this live for you, Todd? Um, it's funny cause I probably haven't watched this one since VHS. Um, so it was, it was like, uh, revisiting it for the first time. Oh, and I'm sorry. Day. I was dipping into the second one with the partner, the detective and his partner. I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, oh, okay. go for it. Um, but uh, it's weird because it is so B movie. I don't put it at the other of the upper echelon just because there's that certain feel i like with like an erotic thriller that goes up there but this mm. one's just so much fun so it while it's not one of my top erotic thrillers it's still you know it's definitely like above the the middle but b movies it's just a good time and even more so coming up <laughs> oh absolutely um and I, it, it tanya roberts of course Maybe she was a bit of a bitch, but uh, she's still a lot of fun. And also, rest in peace. I mean, she yeah. passed away in 2021, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but a there lot were a people, lot of things. Hmm? I was going to say a lot of people know her, younger people know her from uh, that 70s show as Midge, the wife of uh, the neighbor. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't that 70s show guy. And before the show, I was kind of like, looking at some of the later stuff she did and i was like oh shit and 81 episodes she she was in a lot of that yeah she she only left because of her husband was sick Mm -hmm. because she does come back at the last season but yeah her husband was she went to take care of a sick family member and we will have more coverage of her because i mean she's been in here on after dark i mean she did movies like legal tender i remember mm-hmm. sins of desire well when uh, we get to night eyes i mean she's night the, eyes in, of course in the yeah absolutely and i i was always a big fan of her because of Beastmaster. yeah I mean, I'm, most uh, most our age closer to our age are Beastmaster. <laughs> a little older <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely i mean tourist trap as well i mean she did uh, yep. some she did some really fantastic movies. Uh, Sheena, everybody ran into oh, that. Yeah. I don't know, fantastic, but yeah, everybody it's pretty fantastic. Ran <laughs> <laughs> I got the Blu-ray over there. Yeah, so she she had a really interesting career. I mean, of course, The View to a Kill. She was also a Bond girl, uh, so she had a great career. Uh, very sad. She's only seventy-one, so she was very young and. Uh, 
looks as beautiful as ever in Inner Sanctum. Uh, so, yes. With that note, let's go ahead and rate this one because yeah. I think we're going to talk about the sequel. I think even more so. You, you think we might? You sure? Probably okay. because the, the sequel, <laughs> even if you're not, you know, let's rate it before we get to that. Oh, and also, I should say because she, I mean, she died a long time ago, but Margot Hemingway, oh, yeah. RIP, also from this. I mean, she passed in like '96, I believe. Uh, you you could kind of tell there were some issues uh, with her, even in the second film, there was. Maybe it was just me, but there's a little bit of slurring of words. Like we talked about like Jan Michael Vincent and Fred Olin Ray. I think he's a great guy personally, and he doesn't get enough credit for this. Did really help out a lot of people, particularly Robert Corey, where he wasn't getting any more work. And, you know, John Carradine, who was in really rough shape, if you've watched him in any of the later uh, stuff he did with Fred Olin Ray. Uh, he really helped out a lot of actors when nobody else would have them. And I think that's a very admirable thing. And uh, it's a shame. Margot, also beautiful woman and uh, uh, very tragic that, that she died extremely young. But moving on to our next film, 1994, also from... Well, hold Getting ahead of yourself. Let's rate it. Oh, shit. I'm all off today. Yes, <laughs> let's right. rate it. All right. So I give Inner Sanctum four out of five. I think it is a great erotic thriller. And again, you got something, a little something there for the slasher fans, horror fans, too. I would not call it a straight slasher, but it's a good blinding, like you said, of different B movie sensibilities. Um, I'm a little low. I'm kind of rating it a little bit on the erotic thriller curve, and I'm a three and a half on this one. Still a good one. Still recommended. Just uh, sweet. Definitely yeah. a list as far as the erotic thrillers go. Yeah. Um, and I should also say, initially, Fred Olin Ray, these movies were kind of conceived as a sort of homage to the Lon Chaney Jr. Inner Sanctum movies, of course, based on the popular radio series back way back in the day and a lot of that changed and that <laughs> so the movie the, the movie is muddled quite a bit and i can see why maybe he doesn't in enjoy it but I, it's nonetheless very entertaining even though at times maybe not everything makes yeah sense. and that's kind of where i am with my rating because it's the entertainment value keeps that that number high absolutely all right, so 1994, Inner Sanctum 2, once again, Fred Olin Ray. Uh, all right, a traumatized woman uh, kills her rich husband in self-defense, and his family and friends show up to secure a piece of the inheritance for themselves, even if it means driving the poor woman insane, or worse. All right, so... This one, actually, we do get a little small role from Robert Corey as a lawyer. Very cool. Uh, he's somebody that had a very rough time towards the end of his life. Uh, from what I understand, some fans that 
befriended him through con the convention circuit, kind of got involved in his life and did some not very nice things in terms of his finances and kind of took advantage of him. And luckily, I think it was Tim Sullivan, actually, that really also helped him out quite a bit towards towards the end of his life. It helped him you know, get into a new place and live with dignity once again. I'm, I'm a huge Count Yorga, Mark. And Robert Corey is one of those actors who, had he have come along and had his big break a little bit earlier, would have had that Vincent Price career. In fact, he was sort of pegged to be the next Vincent Price at that time. It's just, unfortunately, those that style of film was on the way out uh, around that, that particular point that he broke out with, you know, cap uh, with uh, count Yorga and uh, yeah, unfortunately. And uh, of course, sugar Hill. I mean, he, he, he's somebody that I really always respected a lot. And when you're, you're going back and looking at some of the great films from Vincent Price and, uh, Bella Lugosi, et cetera. I'm not saying he had that kind of a career, but he is one. Angus Scrim, I would throw that out. Angus Scrim would have had a huge career if he came along in the 1930s. Oh I mean, he God, would have been yeah. on, at the top of Hollywood. And I think Robert Quarry was another one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, so this, we do recast. Uh, the Jennifer Reed character this time being played by Tracy Brooks Swope. Um, and uh, I think actually a little bit of a better actress, maybe. That's maybe arguable. Uh, there is some overacting by both, though. But that's, I think, also they're kind of playing kind of hysterical uh, characters who've, you know, been through a lot. And we get Michael Nuri as Bill Reed, the brother of the of her husband from the original film. And so this is where the problems on this one started. Uh, Fred Olin Ray was kind of cursed with these two films because <laughs> he was also apparently like a major asshole. Now, I've heard that said about him on other movies, so I don't think it was just a Fred Olin Ray thing. And... Yeah, unfortunately, that was he was a very difficult actor. Uh, this this period for Fred Olin Ray, though, he was making some of his biggest films in terms of, of budget. Uh, he had other erotic thrillers sandwiched kind of in between these two, Possessed by the Night, uh, Mind Twister, which he did with Telly Savalas. Uh, this was the golden era, once again. And... Inner Sanctum 2, I think, is an insanely entertaining movie. This one is very much still, I, I would say, a horror movie because we get lots of killings. We have a zombie of sorts. It's a very we get a lot of Scooby-Doo elements. Like mm. Scooby-Doo with, with fucking. <laughs> you know? Best kind of Scooby-Doo, right? Best kind of Scooby-Doo, because we open it up. Once again, there's a lot of erotic slash scary night or daydreams in this as well. That's kind of the theme. This one opens up with her in a graveyard visiting her husband's grave and she gets locked in and uh, 
has to has to essentially deal with her zombified husband. Uh, so I was like, oh wow, because I <laughs> like vaguely remembered some of the zombie dream stuff, but it, it's been several years since I watched this movie, so I did forget about some of that. And it pops up more. It pops up a lot. In fact, this has a really good script, in my opinion. Over the top, but it, it really there's something satisfying there for the whodunit fans. If you like a, a Scooby Doo style story, uh, which it goes hard on towards the end, and you know I like me a Scooby Doo style story. <laughs> the and yes, this is very much that. Uh, Sandal Bergman plays Michael Nury's uh, wife in this. She is somebody I met, and I would legit put her in the at least the top 10, maybe high up on the top 10 in terms of nice people that I met. She, she was one you could dork out with, (laughs) you know, you could bring up inner sanctum too. And she'd talk about it. You could bring up hell comes to frog town and she'd talk to it. She was just a really genuinely sweet lady. And uh, I'd love to meet her again at a convention. If you have the chance, Sandal Bergman's amazing such and funny just such a nice person she is and she is and she <laughs> she is and she yes she had some really good b movies i actually just got uh programmed to kill from Kino yes just came Blu-ray. out kind of sandal bergman is the terminator and yeah, yeah she, she famously turned down the lead role in red sonia too so in retrospect probably not a great move, but uh, but she had a, a really not somebody who made like tons and tons of films, but she did a lot of really entertaining things. Yeah. Uh, also, on the more A list stars, we get David Warner, who plays the Doctor yeah. Doctor Lamont in this. Uh, that was the one I was like, holy yeah. shit, he's in this. <laughs> Love some David Warner. Yeah, David Warner, of course, always slays it, and it. It's funny, since we've been doing specifically the erotic thriller after darks, a lot of people that have listened to these shows have said, like, damn, I didn't realize so many big stars were in these things, you know? I mean, not that they were at the peak of their stardom, but you had, you know, David Carradine, James Brolin, uh, you know, a lot, sometimes character actors, sometimes headliners, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was okay to do these movies. Now... I feel like we're in an era where a lot of actresses will just straight out refuse to do nudity of any kind. Uh, So an erotic thriller now is a hard sell. They don't hit at the box office. Uh, You know, the few kind of sort of ones that we've gotten. We had late in the game stuff like in the cut with Meg Ryan where uh, she actually has some steamy scenes in that we had, uh, you know, of course, of course, De Palma still kind of trying to carry on that tradition with stuff like femme fatale. None of that ever really hit at the box office and color of night didn't hit color of night. Yeah. And that very weird that that one didn't hit. Cause I mean, Bruce Willis was one of the biggest stars in the world, if not the biggest star in the world, probably at that particular point in time, no one wanted uh, to see his dick, I guess, <laughs> or is that just underrated? Uh, I believe it's only in the unrated cut that you see John McClane's dingus. Which is now available on Blu-ray from Keith. 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. You want to see Bruce Willis's cock? Kino's got you covered. Glorious 1080p. Uh, but hey, you got the cock, the Bruce Willis cock for the ladies, and you got Jane March for us guys. So it's a good deal. Like I said, these are great couple movies. Um, so, so yes, this one is just batshit wild with the dead husband, dead zombified husband showing up here and there. There's a lot of skin in this one. It definitely ups the skin factor. Not that it wasn't present in the other, but um, this one actually too, like some of the, the horror scenes are pretty intense. There's one where uh, she's uh, having sex and then he turns into a skeleton and starts oozing this blood all over her tits. And it's, it's a pretty intense little scene for an erotic thriller. Uh, very entertaining. You know, you don't quite know who's behind it all in this. Very good script. Over the top, but again, I think a very fun script in this one. I know, again, probably not exactly what Fred Olin Ray was going for, but as a fan, I'm certainly entertained by it. And when you get to the reveal and everything, it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you have the literal Scooby-Doo moment. Uh, yeah, I, I had an absolute blast with this. Michael Nury, uh, very good actor, uh, you know, asshole maybe, but still very good actor. And uh, he, he plays a great, he's a better heel in this than I think uh, Bottoms was in the first film. Uh, what, what, where does this lie for you, Todd? Because I have a blast with this one. See, when you ask me where it lies, like in the erotic thriller, again, kind of like the last one. This one's, you know, not not quite high on the erotic thriller. Oh, really? But it's high on the entertainment and it's batshit crazy. Like I said, kind of like the last one. Where yeah. It doesn't hit those erotic thriller beats I look for in erotic thriller. So you it, you want like more skin? Although there there's a no, good no, no. Bit. It's not really skin. I mean, plot. Yeah. I, I, my erotic thrillers, I I like a little more grounded in reality. I mean, to me, that's what a you know when you start adding other elements. It kind of becomes less erotic thriller to me, but again, you don't like, like your supernatural with it. I know you said, but yeah, it, it, to me that it, it changes the genre to me. Although eh, I don't, would you call the entity a erotic thriller? Because I mean, no, but like, also, is this supernatural? You know, it's kind of again, really but again, thing. that. But I love this movie. It's batshit insane i had no idea i didn't remember it dan's even like if you don't remember it yeah it, it, it's nuts it's it's fun it's few man. nice kills too yeah i was i was like you know kruger might even tolerate this one yeah action-packed finale this one i mean it's a very breezy watch i think this is very uh highly recommended again for you that out there that don't want to just watch something that's like 80 to 90 percent just sex scenes which can sometimes get boring yeah and, and that's not even what i'm talking about when in, in an erotic thriller like yeah. i like him closer to like what we've done so far would be um the our first one uh body of influence that's like body uh, chemistry body chemistry yeah body of influence is the madonna one yeah <laughs> where uh willem defoe eats her pussy Yes. Spoiler. 
<laughs> well, now but, everybody's wants it. So we'll go watch. Well, now we'll have to move that one up in the rotation. Yes, I remember renting that, and I think that came out in like ninety three, ninety two, ninety three. And I, you know I remember what? watching it and thinking, "Is like, why does Madonna want to like ride Willem Dafoe's dick? You this is what? weird casting." We we need just a, a flashback scene of that. <laughs> In the lighthouse, just where he's thinking his head, just like, in black and white. You know, when I was a young man, I don't know how I managed it, but I fucked Madonna. <sighs> I think the whole time period might not make a whole lot of sense, but I would be. He, he probably. I want to just think he and Robert Pattinson were on set, and they just leaned over. It's like I sucked on Madonna's titties once. I like to imagine he does that to everyone he meets. <laughs> he told Spider Man, <laughs> "Hey all, Toby, all, does, does that. banging Madonna get me in the pussy patrol?" <laughs> that, that that movie, he's got like the most over. I mean, you you could put it up against anything like some of his line delivery in spider-man is just like <laughs> just like the, when they were like i can't remember the whole story but when the board like pushed him out and like just he's like freaking out it was just like oh my god there's <laughs> i mean i could give a shit really about spider-man but willem dafoe steals that movie uh, but anyway. the last one too yes but you want to see Willem Dafoe. We'll, we'll cover that one. Now point. I want to watch some Willem Dafoe shit. <laughs> he's got a new one coming out where he's like an art thief and he gets yeah. like trapped in a building that looks really good. I forget the yeah. name off the top of my head. Yeah, but, uh, it's funny. Uh, Ozzy actually sent me that today. He was also, you know, excited to see it inside. Inside. There you go. All right. Mark, yeah. I will. We will definitely cover that because I want to. I want to see it. Uh, yeah. Get Ozzy on. <laughs> He's afraid. He's ducking me. I don't know why. But anyways, back to this one. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is easy to recommend to the horror crowd that might be learning about this subgenre through our show. It's a, it's really entertaining. And if you're a fan of any of the actors, uh, yeah. Um, and I was. I was a huge Sandal fan. I had a crush on her back in the day, particularly uh particularly not not necessarily conan it was really uh for me hell comes to frog town <laughs> that was a movie that i would rent non-stop and of course then i had had it on vhs but uh well, of course you had piper yeah. and her so that's why that one was preferred Absolutely. you know schwarzenegger wasn't as cool as piper <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah dive into her her catalog at some point we're gonna we, we gotta cover a lot of the sword and sandal sword and sorcery stuff because that's my childhood um so yeah nasty villains twists turns double crosses and all and a good deal of boobies what else could you want and some slasher elements too they're just fun films fred olin ray always delivers um all that I can say before we rate this one, I really, really hope that these will get a Blu-ray at some point. I don't know if it's a rights issue. I mean, again, Inner Sanctum, Night, you know, uh, Night Eyes, all these films—they were big, big hits on on 
the video market. A lot of what we might consider super famous movies in this community did not make as much money in the horror genre as Inner Sanctum did. Inner Sanctum made millions on video, millions of dollars, and on a budget of, you know, a little over half a million, you know, six, seven hundred thousand. Uh, these were much like a carnosaur or prehysteria. We we talk about a lot of these these movies that some people look like look at as cheap direct to video trash, and it's like, oh, remember back then some of these were massive hits. Our but, cheap direct to video trash was SOV movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Todd, what do you rate Inner Sanctum to? I'm a four on this one. I, I like this one for its craziness. And this one you, you can just throw on for to anyone. And I think there's enough bad shit stuff going on that people will have fun with it. I am a four and a half. I love this. I think it's entertaining as hell. I will say what's interesting about these two movies is the, the two actresses that play uh, Jen, uh, which in... The uh, the first one was uh, Valerie Wildman, and then uh, in the second one, forget her name, um, was Tracy Brooks Swope. Not your your traditional leads for these types of movies. They're both attractive, but not you know not your Shannon Tweed type. Right. And that is the one thing that. I know others have pointed out, uh, again, not saying they're not attractive. I think they're both very attractive ladies, but just not your traditional headliners for these these films. Uh, but overall, highly recommend the Inner Sanctum movies. At some point, I guarantee we will review some that, that are just not that great. <laughs> we'll bring you I, those too. But. I said there's some SOV ones. I am interested to finally check those out. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Also, um, some of these, uh, we also had some Michelle Bauer body double action. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me, he's like, where was uh, Michelle Bauer? I was like, well, she did body double work. So you're, some of those those boobs and butts were Michelle Bauer's. So there you go. And Dan, if you watch with Dan, he will point out every time that it is. Oh, that's Michelle Bauer's yeah. ass crack right there. <laughs> that is not her ass crack. So uh, remember right. that whenever you guys do the commentary for if we ever get a release, Dan will do that for free. I want to just do it like really serious criterion That's style, just, where I'm just like a, a pretentious director. And in the upcoming scene, <laughs> that is in fact not Tracy Brooks Swope's ass crack. That is Michelle Bauer. Uh, I can do it. I can be respectable. Star of such films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will have a lot more of this content uh, in 2023. So subscribe, hit that notification bell. That means so much. It helps the channel grow. And I, I, I like to think by extension helps get the word out about these movies because you know physical media won't be around forever and if we don't you know a whole generation will not discover this stuff if if we don't shout it from the rooftop so i I do think it's important Uh, some of you might be thinking who cares if you know these titty movies aren't well you know what we don't get anything like this anymore we don't 
you know, unless that rare, rare occasion that somebody shoots something for like a couple thousand dollars, literally in some cases. So this is an entire era of filmmaking that I really, I really hope more of this gets put out. DVD's fine. DVD's fine. Blu-rays, please. <laughs> Blu-ray. Well, yeah, a few of these too, I think, warrant the Blu-ray. I can understand as you get later in the 90s, DVD mm. might be okay for certain things. Because um, like I say, again, some of them never had DVDs. Uh, I, a lot of them haven't. Yes, a lot. And we will also... <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's crazy that the only U.S. DVD of any of the Night Eyes films is the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, the debut. And that was been Casper on DVD. Van D. <laughs> and that was been on DVD twice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, at the, I, I'm not sure if it was Beastmaster 3 or that. I'd have to double check. But yeah, Casper Van Dien. Um, when we do the Night Eyes, which will be coming soon-ish, uh, kind of uh impressive some of the stars that popped up in those too which we'll we'll talk a lot about a lot of a lot of people you wouldn't necessarily expect to be in those movies uh we will also just a teaser for stuff coming up we're going to tackle some softcore some late 90s into the 2000s softcore as well we're gonna we're gonna try and jump around and hit you with all kinds of stuff because Nobody is really doing this. There's very few people that's, that are covering this. So uh, we definitely want to be that destination for you. So if you fondly remember names like Kira Reed, Kim Dawson, Nikki Fritz, Sean O'Brien, uh, going into Todd's favorite, The Seduction Cinema, Misty Monday, Darian Kane, Ruby LaRocca, we will, we will, AJ Khan, we will be covering all of those as well so thanks for taking this this soft core smut journey with us we appreciate it uh patreon.com slash flesh features it all starts at just a buck and you really help us out by by becoming a patron we have exclusive original uns uncensored content on there and yes don't miss all of our horror stuff as well horror true crime uh we've got uh we got the uh, the tribal chief that uh, covers a lot of comedy on flesh wound farce as well. You know, busy. It's hard for him. He's got big WrestleMania coming up. Speaking and, of which, we got a lot more Squared Circle Society too. As well, we're your home for everything. Uh, all right. So on that note, good night. Okay. Stay spicy. Yeah.